Hey guys, this is episode three of Just Say It Straight. It's me, Leah. It's me, Kiana. Oh, on the mic, you know. <laughs> we are here to talk all about diversity and education. If you've listened to my MISO, that you'll know this is quite an important episode for me. So lots of people sent in their experiences. We're going to discuss as many as we can. And we're just going to have a good time. And you hopefully you'll get to know us a little bit more. You know what, when Aaliyah uh, told me about this episode, the amount of research and preparation that I did, you know, I ain't never prepared for like a school project or nothing like this. No, this girl came prepared. She even printed out her notes. I've got a print out, you know, because I just want to make sure I get it right. This is quite important. I think it's important as well because when you're discussing things like school, like kids go to school every day, you spend more time at school than you do at home. Yeah. So I think it's like it's a discussion that needs to be had because like reading it like i knew it wasn't uncommon for like racist comments and racial abuse at school like like i've been there so i know it happens but to the extent that some um experience as well i didn't it's helped me to appreciate that actually um like it's still a big thing and it's a problem for so many kids and the way that it affects young people especially when your mind's developing at that kind of age and you're going through those kind of things Mm. um i just think it's important to discuss it and to be aware of it because especially for like parents or like older siblings like your younger siblings or children they're going to school and you like i think you sort of forget like especially if you're like a person of color you're aware of those comments every day but i think to the extent that when you're at school they're like you become very close to people at school like you're there all the time do i mean yeah so yeah do you think that the education system is part of this problem like the racism that occurs in schools or do you think it's down to parenting so i think it's both because everyone has their part to play for one so i think i'm going to start on this one with teachers so i was looking up before we came what oh, this Kiana now knows the answer to this, but at first, what did you do? Do you remember your answer? Do you remember what I said? Yeah, I yeah, read out the question. So, and then. what percentage of teachers in the UK? This was um, this is on the government website, guys, but this was taken. So you know, she ain't chatting. Yeah, I'm not chatting. Digits are there, you know. That's right. This was this a report was published on the 28th of January 2020, but um, most of you. the statistics are from 2018. So, what percentage did you originally think are that school teachers were white British? So, initially, I went with around 60%. Mm-hmm. And Aaliyah told me, nah, that's, that's, that's not even it's close. very low. Know. I was surprised that she thought that, actually. It's just, you expect a lot more diversity within these kind of industries, but... Yeah. My next guess was what did I say like eighty? I thought yeah, it was like seventy or eighty, and then I think no, you went ninety, and I was like no, I can't remember. Either I went way, eighty, then you were like higher, no, so I went ninety, and then you were like a little close. bit lower. So guys, eighty five point nine percent of teachers are white British. I'm shocked. I know. The then the next biggest percentage is three point nine percent are white other, one point six percent are white Irish. So I did the maths when I was at home. What was that? Five. Tell me about maths. So five point four percent are like white, other, and white Irish. So in total, that's that's ninety one. So ninety about ninety one. 
okay, I'm not sure how my maths is, I'm doing this off the top of my head. About 91% of teachers in the UK from 2018 were of a white background. That's mad. And I just, I think it's crazy. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be a big number. Yeah, you kind of know. Like, for other, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think the thing that gets to me is the fact that my dad works within, like, he's a college lecturer, so he himself, he comes from South Africa. Um, The thing I don't get is that, obviously, I see how much work this man puts into always making sure his students have got the best of everything. He puts in so much time and dedication, and obviously there are some teachers out there who don't care enough about their students to do that. No, but the so fact true. that I'm now looking at these like statistics, that is the right. Yeah, Am I saying that right? Yeah, statistics. statistics. <laughs> yeah, I should make sure I'm saying that right. Um, now it's just a shock mm. because you can't believe. Like I just can't believe it. You know. Well, if you think as well. Like, this country is getting more and more diverse. And I think as well, like, for me, I went to... My school was not diverse at all. I was, like, the only black individual in my school for quite a while. And then Seedorf, the guy on episode one, um, he moved. So... And him and his sister. So then there was three of us in, like, the high, like upper school. Three black people. So when it came to like we didn't have those sort of like teachers to look up to in on like a on like a racial sense like I didn't necessarily need that because my teachers and lecturers they were very like they knew how to approach it and like I one of my lecturers to this day oh I absolutely love the two of them Miss Ferguson and Miss Jones they're honestly they'd be so proud of me if they knew what I was doing I really should go back (laughs) and see them but um they helped me almost like through my literature so I was a literature student to look into black history like they really encouraged it and she see I never really knew about Maya Angelou and now she's my favorite poet because of that teacher and like she gave me Maya's full collection and in the end I was like no I have to buy my own and I bought myself a copy and it's like I just hold this book and it's like really important to me Mm. so I think when it comes to teachers, they do have... They have that power. They have that influence over students. So I do think it's important for teachers to be more diverse. But then at the same time, they're, even though it is a vast majority are um, white British, there are still teachers from different backgrounds. So yeah. one nearly 2%. So 1.9% are Indian, one2 Pakistani, 0.9% are Black African, 1% are Black Caribbean. But even though those are small percentages, they're, they're still counted. Yeah. So I did work this out. What was that? Why right, here we go again. So let me... I need to read this right. So when it comes to mixed backgrounds, so mixed white and Asian, mixed white, black. So the total of mixed other is 2,400 teachers. Black teach Black other, so black African or black Caribbean is 1,500. White, mm. white other, so, oh no, sorry, white British is, oh my days, this is a big number, three, <laughs> 399,300 teachers. Like, that is a lot. That, yeah, that is a lot. And like, if we're talking, like, on the topic of education, 
um, I've got an experience to read out from my guy, Michael. Um, thanks for sending in your experience. I really appreciate that. So he says, in my school, my friendship group were those of immigrant descent and foreigners. Black, Asian, Latin, etc. We used to get picked on because of the food we'd bring to school, the way we'd smell or look, get called names like the N-word, dirty, smelly, stinky, illegal immigrant. All the cool guys were the white football kids and we were always noticeably different to them men. Even when I found a place to settle in my music group, my foreignness was always brought up most of the time in a derogatory way. In terms of music, music, <laughs> education, it only caters for Eurocentric music, i.e. classical, folk, rock and pop, etc. Not a single lesson in soul, jazz, reggae music and other African music genres were taught. And thank you, Michael, for that. Um, we went to the same school and I remember the music lessons. I didn't take music for an option. Mm. But when you're looking at the curriculum and obviously what it covers, I did take a look and nowhere did I see anything to do with, like Michael said, jazz, reggae or like other African music. Mm. It was always, there was such it was a focus. Bog standard cookie That's cutter, what I'm saying. Rock, stuff like that, yeah. And the music teacher was actually my form tutor and I used to say to her, you know, how come these people who are trying to study music in depth, how come you don't kind of make a way for them to do so like why yeah. is there such a focus on you know like classical music you know you need to explore other mm. aspects and she just said well it's the curriculum it's yeah see that's so, what i mean it comes from the top so yeah oh. it's not necessarily yeah. like the individuals like the teachers are doing they have to do their job their they job. have to teach what they've got to teach yeah and i completely respect that i appreciate mm. that but you know, this is a school we're talking about. A school's job is to educate yeah. the youth so that they can go on to do what they want to do. Yeah, not just in one area. Because I think when you go to a school, there's so many different types of children that go there. They're not all going to like the same thing. Exactly. So yeah. it's important to... So, like, for me, my music teacher... I didn't take music as an option, but my music teacher from up to United, Michigan, he was a G. And he always encouraged me to look to other forms of music. Like, he knew I had that love for music anyways yeah. and for other genres. So when it came to things like auditions or, like, class performances, he would be like... So I remember significantly one time, he was like, oh, why don't you sing Listen? And I was like... But this, this is where I was, like... I was so baffled as <laughs> to the fact that I even knew the song. I don't... At that point, it just... It seemed, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, that means he's watched Dream Girls. Oh my <laughs> days. He knows what Beyonce like. I don't know why. For me, that really like I knew everyone knew who Beyonce was. Yeah. That's such a like I mean, it's such a powerful story. No, I get that, I get so, that. Yeah, no. That's important. But I just think for Michael to have gone through that at school, like when you're trying to find your identity and to start exploring in different like career paths and options and things like that, when you're like in that school environment, those kids there, you're like you're very close knit because you spend yeah. a lot of time with them. And then for to be outcast because of something you literally cannot change, can't change where you're from, your skin colour, yeah. who your parents are. That's what it you is. You can't so. change your like what do you call it? Your cuisine. So like <laughs> your cuisine. <laughs> I love that. When I think of cuisine. that word it reminds me of um Amdillo. Oh, I ain't heard that word, you know. Cuisine. I've never heard yes, it said out have. loud. I've seen it, but I've, I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm cuisine. like, I'm just going to stay clear on that word. But, 
you've said it now. But no, like being real again, I think what it comes down to is a lack of diversity within education. Mm. And one of the main issues I can see here from my perspective is the fact that people don't know about the mm. other types of music. Like they're not educated themselves. Therefore, how are they supposed to do their jobs and educate others? Like, mm. I feel like it's up to teachers to take yeah, on the you responsibility. you need to do that homework for yourself as well. Because especially, yeah. I'm not saying this is, like, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here. But mm. if, you say you go to an all-white school, you're a white teacher, yeah. your students don't have that kind of interest, then it's not, like a necessity for you to do that homework in like yeah. say like afro beats reggae dance or things like that yeah however you still have that sort of duty to make your students more aware that they are not the only type of person on this planet exactly and Massive. i think that's where like ignorance comes in yeah. and it also like i mean it's not just teachers jobs because these kids have to go home at the end of the day and they're going home to their family their parents yeah auntie sister brother cousin whatever so it does come from that side as well like parents who have a big part to play they do they do but like i feel like as society and communities it's our responsibility to make sure that everyone is aware of like Mm. the different choices people have and you know part of that like you said is doing your homework Mm. understanding other cultures which brings me to another one of my points i don't know how you feel about this or how the listeners feel about this but me personally, growing up in school, I feel like we were encouraged not to see race. Now, mm-hmm. I get that because when you're in primary school, you know, teachers, you know, I have just think when you're that age, you don't really see yeah, colour. You don't see it. And, you know, I Unless understand. Unless it's been like drummed into you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand because you don't look at someone and like. You, you're not taught to define people based mm. on their colour. That's what schools are teaching. But at the end of the day, how are you supposed to understand your lineage, where you've come from, mm. if schools are refusing to teach it? Do you so, get what I'm yeah, saying? Like, honestly, That is yeah. the UK education... <laughs> education <laughs> system. And, like, I just think they need to do better. No, it's true. So, like, this is what really interests me. So, I... Like, at the minute, it's Black History Month in America. Mm. And I have followed this page on Instagram, and every day they're, like, posting about, like, someone in Black history. So I have a friend who's an engineer, and I sent him this one experience. He went, oh, I learned about that in school. I didn't even... I didn't actually know, though, that he was Black. So this guy went to school in Barbados, and he learned about that side of history. Yeah. And I was sending him these things. He goes, yeah, I learned that, I learned that. I learned. I'm like, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like... I know we're not talking about like black oppression at the moment, but that's a part. It's, it's a we have it's to be a part aware, of it. But it's a whole to be point of being of woke, isn't it? Like we've woken up. We know, like this is so important for lots of people now to like find out their ancestry, like where they come from, to be more in yeah. touch with their culture. I think it's I think it's wicked. So like it really bothers me that I can't speak my I can't speak Ibo. So my dad is Ibo. My mum's Jamaican. So my dad's from Nigeria, people that don't know about tribes. So it really bothers me that I can't speak my, like, family language. For me, growing up, it really... I don't know, I just... I wasn't very in touch... Like, I wasn't in touch with my people. <laughs> That's it. Nah, same. I, you know. I wasn't in touch with my people at all. Like, 
my African side, like, it was literally foreign to me. I didn't... Other than, like, my grandma and, like, certain foods from a cuisine. <laughs> cuisine. Nah. Oh, that word. How do you say... Cuisine? Cuisine. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that again ever in my life. Oh, my days. No, but for real, like, either than, like, our food... Other than cuisine. I didn't really... Um, I didn't really get my African side like that. So, like, the whole way through school, I didn't... Like I said before, I was kind of alone on the front of... Um, I was like, I was the only black girl in my school. That's what I'm trying to say. But how did you find that like? Oh, it was stressful. People just didn't get me, and I didn't even get me to be able to make a response. Uh, yeah, you need to understand yourself enough, and yeah. Like there was things I would do, and I'm like, oh, like even like we would go swimming as a school, and then they'd come out the swimming pool. Me, I wasn't creaming my skin because other people weren't creaming their skin. And I had, listen, I had no business walking around with my ashy skin all day, yeah? You need to moisturise. Exactly. Let me just put that out there. Listen, when I, I remember one time I was like, you know what, I can't be doing this. Because I, I, when I was young, I had eczema as well. So I had to put cream on my skin. And people were like, what are you doing? I'm like... Is this not normal for you? There's a reason why black don't crack. Like, I had you, no business. You have business. to understand, like, your options as, like... You know, obviously you were different and you could see that you were different. Other people yeah. could see that. But you didn't quite understand the differences. And that's no, what that's I'm saying, thing. like, it's part of school's, I believe it's part of school's job to educate people. Mm. Obviously, when it comes to There's things like, like moisturising... Yeah, come on, that's like, training. That's, that's a personal, <laughs> that's a personal decision. But, like, no one should ever be made to feel like they should kind of conform to yeah. the environment mm. around them just to please others or just to fit in. Having all these comments from girls at school, I would start... Oh, I was on a madness because I didn't understand who I was. Other comments that I got, it just, it really affected my self-worth. And, like, I can really admit this. Yeah. And that's why, like, whenever I talk to other people, like, that I know are school age. So when I'm talking to my, my little cousins or, like, younger friends, I'm asking them, like, how's school? Have you had any issues? Like, are people horrible to you? Do people excuse you? Things like that. Because I think it's so important. So, like, so when I do talk to those younger people, I make sure to ask them... Like, well, one, because having been there, I know that it's not easy, especially when you're different, especially where I live. Like, it's not a diverse area at all. So I, I can honestly say I have really struggled when it comes to having a cultural identity. But then I thought I like now I'm aware, like I know me. But then there's other people that like they know themselves and they understand their identity and their culture. But they're still like you're. You're, like those comments will soon like affect you they will so they will i have an experience to read this one i'm honestly when i read this experience it made me cry so this girl has asked to be kept anonymous which is fine so oh boy okay so at the time this girl was 13 that's young it's too young like racism is not a coming of age thing if the whole, like when you're growing up and things like that, you don't see colour, why is it you like you hit year seven or whatever? Or not, not even just secondary, but what it's not a coming of age thing. You don't have to suddenly like feel start to grow yeah. up and be yourself and the next thing you're like hit with all these comments and the racial abuse like it ri- oh But it's the fact that yeah. them attitudes have come from somewhere. It's come from somewhere. And it's understanding where these attitudes have come from and yeah. like you just would have thought by now people would people have sorted themselves out just keep their opinions to themselves yeah you know what we don't want to hear your two pence worth you're not welcome at the table so just stay away (laughs) 
love this girl. <laughs> so this experience. <clears throat> Sorry, I need to clear my I need to make sure this is good. It says, well, I'm Caribbean and Middle Eastern. She's Syrian, so not white. And I look a lot more Middle Eastern than most of my family. Someone at school asked me what race I was and I told them. This was around the time a lot of terrorist attacks were going on in London. And straight away, I was viewed as a terrorist. People, mainly the boys, would tell me to go back to Syria, even though I was born in the UK, to tell the head of ISIS to stop all these awful things, would ask if it was my dad behind it, and would make really awful jokes about me and bombs. I think what hurt the most is that I couldn't change my race, and the fact people viewed me as an awful person just because I'm part Syrian. I so wanted to be white, and so much so I would purposely buy foundation that was too light for me so I could cover up my skin colour. I was between two sets of actions, either become violent, which would make people think I really am a danger to others, like they said, or just keep it in and break down and cry. Educationally, it did impact my work because my mind was always going over what those people had to say and were saying about me rather than focusing on what I had to do. I would be up most nights until 2am, some nights crying my eyes out, unable to forget what people had said to me, and then I would come to school the next day and be so tired I couldn't do my work. Socially, I didn't want to see anyone. I just wanted to try and stay away from the people who were saying those things. It never worked. I was always second-guessing what people were thinking and saying about me and how they viewed me. Emotionally, it broke me. Not going to lie, I really just wanted to die. Being mixed race and the colour I am makes me who I am. And the fact people didn't like me for that really did hurt me. I think because it's such a sensitive and personal thing... Racism made me feel embarrassed. I never spoke to anyone about it. I felt as though white people were so much higher up than I was. And also to be seen as, also to be seen as a terrorist made me feel ways that I can't describe. I'm, I'll tell you how she's doing after, but we can discuss this bit first. All I know is every time I read it, I fume more and more and more. That's deep. I can see them tears in your eyes. Oh, it just makes me so angry how... Like, when you see... Like, if you... You're not going to see this girl because she's anonymous, obviously. But she is such a beautiful girl. And it just, like... It just makes me so mad that she... Because of what people were saying... Yeah. That she didn't feel that she was beautiful. And... oh, yeah. It doesn't matter, like, the amount of times people can tell you you're beautiful. Your yeah. hair's beautiful. Your skin's oh, nice. Your yeah. It's the negative comments that are always going to stick with you. And that's sad from such a young age going through an experience like that, knowing that there's absolutely nothing mm. you can do about it. Exactly. Um, and this is about to get raw, but if if you've ever sat in front of a mirror looking back at yourself, yeah, literally. questioning your self-worth mm. because of... Comments that comments, other people have said. Just unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. Like comments and they're abusive that's the annoying thing it's actually abuse and people don't see that how do people not understand that though it's just like where did these chip you know i know where they got the confidence believe me i know (laughs) where they got the confidence right but i'm like you have that much confidence to open your mouth and regularly be saying these things it needs to stop that's all i can like i have no words i don't have any words it just Oh, it's the fact that, like, I know they're children, but it's not a case of boys will be boys. It's not a case of kids will be kids because that's downright wrong. It's wrong. It, it's wrong. It's not allowed. Um, 
needs to be clapped out of them. I don't care. <laughs> Clap out of them. I'm with you on that. So like, basically, I'll just give you a bit of info. So basically, this girl, it got so bad she ended up being homeschooled. So to be taken out of school. So I think personally, I think school is really, really important. Like it helps you to understand the way the world works, how people works, to de- like be able to develop different types of relationships with people. Like for me, school is so important. I actually, despite what I went through at school, I still love school. I would still go back. Yeah. Because sure. I can't lie to you, GCSEs were so much easier than A-levels. <laughs> All you men that think college is going to be a breeze, let me humble you right now. That's why I didn't go. It ain't. <laughs> It really yeah. ain't that. Do so, you know what? Mm. Going off of what you've just said, I've just thought of something a teacher said to me. So I went through probably the roughest time on my school in my school life was when I did experience some racism. It's the only mm. kind of extreme racism I experienced. But I remember approaching the head of my year about it. I, I just it just gets to the point where you don't want to go to school. I was making mm. excuses. Your parents are asking you, like, what's up? Yeah. But you feel like you can't open your mouth because yeah. no one's going to hear you anyway. Yeah. And when you feel, like, to be made to feel inferior like that, you don't feel like you even can... Like, some... Not everyone. Yeah. But most of the time, you don't even feel like you're going to be heard or, like, you can say these things because you already feel like you're less yeah. off. But I just want to put it out there that you will be heard. Mm. Like, you will be, someone will do something about it. As I was saying, the head of year told me that um, he was like, oh, this is something that everyone's going to experience at some point in their eh? life. So you've just got to get on with it. Eh? Now, I, eh? I, how old was I? I doesn't have his job still. I was 13 years old. Being told, I was at, I was, I was just, eh? I don't know what was... I hated life. I hope he lost his girl. I hope he lost because his Because of this it one a man, yeah, person. Yeah, it was a man. You know, he left still. Yeah, good. But um, <laughs> I just... I didn't want to go to school. It was affecting my education, which affects my future, which affects my whole life. Mm. And he comes to me and tells me that it's something I'm going to have to put up with because mm. everyone experiences. But, but they don't, G. They don't. They don't, G. They don't. And you that's how I knew oh. he wasn't hearing me. Yeah. And if anyone ever responds to you like that, people... Like, if... To to anyone, not just younger people, but if you're not heard on that level from... If you get comments like that, j- listen, just pick up the package. Just think, it's okay, I still got it. Just hold it together. You got and this. Take, take it somewhere else because, listen, you don't need to be manhandled like that. Your emotions don't need to be thrown around like that because, boy... No, and you know what? I ain't never told no one that because at the time I didn't understand hmm. what he was saying. Obviously, I was a child. I thought, yeah, you know, you're right. You're a big teacher. I'm going to yeah. listen. I'll put up with this. So I did time and time again. And it just got to that point where I couldn't cope. Yeah. And that's so sad. Like, 13 years old. Let, it's not... So, racism yeah. is not... Should not be a part of life. Yeah. Especially, it's still gonna oh, occur. Yeah, they, you're gonna have those experiences. You, like, as you grow up, you'll know that someone has done something because they're racist. Like, it's not not gonna happen because when you look at this, what? Well, come on, let's be real. Yeah, racism is a thing. Like I always say that there wouldn't be words to describe things if they didn't exist. Do yeah. you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Does that make yeah, sense? yeah. I, I, let me think about that. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes sense. Yeah, but the fact that this man was telling me that it was normal and that it's not essentially i'm 
you know, I'm acting out of order by coming to him in the first place when his job is to make his yeah, literal his job, job is, is to make for your sure well-being. that I was okay. Like at the end of the day, this guy, it, the, the situation did get sorted out. He, you mm. know, he he got kicked out of the school. <laughs> Bit peak for him, isn't it? Good. Um, not just for this, but but like believing me, I took it further and that's you know, good. It got sorted out, but the it point, shouldn't have had to go that far. It should have stopped there and then. The point I'm saying is there is no kind of strategy put put in place by schools and education systems to tackle this kind of racism, and I feel like that. I wouldn't say there's none. There's, but there are some. But I just yeah, no. But I do also think it's down to those that are experiencing the racism and the racial abuse, so they don't feel like they can. But some schools are better at it than others, and then. I mean, it's a sticky yeah, one because obviously it one. depends on the school, it <laughs> depends on the teachers at the time and who you go to. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I could have prevented certain situations from happening, mm. um, but I didn't because I was forced into being silent about what I was going through. And that is mm. not right. See, this, I'll finish that other girl's experience and I'll tell you how she's doing near the end because it's a, like it's a positive thing at the end so i got another experience um another girl she's so she will had racial abuse so she's turkish <clears throat> and she came she went prim- through primary school and secondary school here and i'm not going to read the whole thing however i have i have read all of her experience and i have responded but um she basically like the point that really stuck out to me um she was like accused of like planting bombs in the buildings and she said that upset her the most she cried to teachers about it they spoke to the boy but did nothing no detention suspension the kid didn't get sent home he just cried and it said she said it made me think that it wasn't just the kids in that school that were racist teachers would automatically assume that i was muslim because my parents were from a muslim country we would study islam in class everyone would turn to look at me i would get questioned about islam and the muslim community how was i meant to know the answer for a belief that has no relation to me at all i never ever questioned anyone in that class about christianity but the second it was about muslims i was put on the spot i didn't realize until now that i could have said something about all all those things and it makes me disappointed in myself at the end of the day i decided to stay quiet and let it happen instead of making it right it just makes you like every time i've read like i've read so many of these experiences and every time it makes me fume because it's vexing though because oh you can just see people feel like there's not a way out yeah exactly and when you're like surrounded by those comments and like bombarded every day of your life it becomes your like it's it becomes your reality and when that's your that you're responding to that accordingly and when she's like she's a beautiful girl and Mm. like she's also very like strong emotionally but not everyone can get through that that there's people that have committed suicide because of racial abuse yeah and oh it just really stresses me out but then on the flip side so i had this discussion with I don't know if I should mention. okay he's my little cousin I had this discussion with him <laughs> so he actually was stabbed at school wow I know I remember that day I feel like the majority of us went quite crazy quite crazy 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't fatal. Because mm-hmm. what I was talking to him yesterday, so clearly this case is still alive, bothering me and my headpiece. But hey. <laughs> bothering you and your headpiece. Oh, you know what? Let me just not. <laughs> I love to stress everybody out. I love him, but he's a stress. I can't lie. Um, so he basically experiences a lot of racist comments. He doesn't... So he used to live in London and move down here. Like, he went from being a majority to a minority. Yeah. A very... Like, when I say minority, like, minority, minority. <laughs> <laughs> so he would... I'm not going to read all of the comments, but he was called a monkey, a slave, Malteser, chocolate boy, Freddo, black boy, Nig Nig, one of them, and the different one, as well as other things, obviously including the N-word. And... <sighs> Why are people still putting a label on others? We are. Are we clothes? No, we're not. Are we clothes? Like, take ah. off that label. <laughs> don't go Twitter finger on me, G. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! So I asked him. I was like, "Has anyone treated you differently? How were you impacted? And how like how do you deal with it?" And he said, "He's." Listen, this guy's trying to be tough, right? I know my cousin, mm-hmm. and I know he's bare lying because yeah. this kid's a... He'll go and cry somewhere, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that he wasn't really bothered with it. He says, I don't really care about the comments, but if they're beefing for me, then I'll bang them up like I did to so-and-so when he said it to me. And <laughs> I'll respond to that in a minute. <laughs> and he, I said, but do you think you do it to fit in? He said, no... He was like, no, if they don't like me, they don't like me. That's their business. Wagwan to you. I say it all the time. If you don't like me or you don't like me, that's your business. He says, I speak to the people who haven't got beef with me. And and I use that. And I... So what I said to him... I'm not going to read it all. Because... Mm. What's happening? Send the DMs? These are the DMs. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I said to him, I was like... But, so actually... I nearly said to him I didn't say it. But all those comments, I was like, I was like, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. And I wish he'd spoken to me about it sooner because I knew it was but he's a very like he likes people to accept him and like him. We we all want people to like us and accept yeah, us, but to the course. fact that to the extent that he was taking and receiving those comments. But then on the flip side, he was like, yeah, whatever, if they don't like me, they're not, that's their business. So that, like, he has that kind of different mentality, whereas he wasn't really yeah. letting it affect him. I've got that mentality as well. Like, mm. I can, I relate to that. Mm. But then he was like, well, I'll just bang them up like I did so-and-so. <laughs> ah, that's I had, my I guy! Can't lie, I had to laugh. No. <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> because, you know what, listen, I'm not advocating violence. Sometimes it just does take one good beating and then it stops. I can't lie. I ain't got nothing to say on that. Yeah, I have no word. I'm not keep to my say. mouth shut. But um, when I've read that, so my first thought was, but you, you've just played to the. I didn't say it to him because mm-hmm. I didn't think he was kind of gonna get it. But I was like, oh, but now you're the angry black boy. Now you're the violent black boy. Right. Now we're getting into stereotypes. There we go. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I was, but then I was like, Elia, you can't. It was like, you can't let him... Like, I think, though, it is important to be aware of those stereotypes, but I don't think people should have to change how they act and their, like, emotional responses. Mm. Like, everyone should be careful and be guarded and should act in... um, What do I want to say? What's my words? Just act right. Yeah. yeah just that's, act that's right. That's what it is, though. Just act right. That is, that's what it comes down to, acting right. Like, you've got to know what's right first, though. So, like, with me, when I've... 
had those comments. That's been my thought process. So at one point, I, I swear down, I, listen, it, <laughs> I was, I was biding my time. I was being patient. I was receiving all these comments, and they were very blatant to my face. Like there was no, they weren't indirects yet because indirects I can take. You wanna, yeah. I listen. I prefer people saying things to my face, but listen, me, yeah, I was gonna. Mm. 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 Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know so in my head I was like no but you're just gonna have to take it you can't be the angry black girl and I was oh. like but this isn't fair because yeah. everyone else can say those things and be, be the, like the ignorant white kid that's been racist to the black girl yeah but I can't like <laughs> but I can't be, like I can't be upset I can't react to it and I just had to I had to say yeah. cool just brush it off like it bothered me. they all really really bothered me but I like I can't be the angry black girl See, and plus my mum told me I'm not allowed to hit anybody unless <laughs> 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 yeah, big up mumsy <laughs> no but like see that's I've got another experience with my schooling mm. when I was in like probably when I got a bit older year 9 10 11 um Obviously, there was Michael's experience, who I read out at the beginning. He, you know, that was a very negative experience Mm. that he went through. And I'm so sorry he had to go through that. And Mm. he just kind of stood back and allowed it to happen. But at that age, you do, because you don't don't know what else to do. You don't get it. You don't know how to react to that kind of racism. Um, But anyway, this isn't a positive experience for me, now that I look back at it. But at the time, I felt like I was on top of the world. And, but... Guys, remember, they went to the same school. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of not a different perspective, but I'm looking at it differently now that I'm older. So Mm. I was kind of... There weren't that many black people or mixed-race people at my school. Um, There was probably about three three of us in our year. There were a lot of Asians and those of, like, um, I don't know, Middle Eastern descent. Mm. But anyway, there wasn't a lot of mixed kids. And me personally, being like obviously the minority, people would kind of expect me to behave in a certain way. Yeah. So if now if anyone like had an issue with someone, the first thing they do is come to me and kind of expect me to open my loud mouth <laughs> and sort it out for them. Yeah. Now, obviously, I felt like, I felt like... You felt... You, I felt you're like the, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, big G, I'm, that, yeah. I'm that girl, you know? But now that I look at it, why did they feel the need to come to me? Yeah. And I get it now, obviously. Yeah, you, you can think about it. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're at school, yeah. it's like, it's a hierarchy thing. You're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm the important one. Yeah. But when you actually think about and break those comments down you realise you absolutely played into the stereotype. That's what I'm saying. I played into this stereotype. And I didn't always, obviously, like... Mm. I, I wouldn't call myself aggressive. I wasn't aggressive at school. I was just kind of that girl that you You just didn't. stood up for yourself. Yeah, I stood up for myself. And people weren't scared of me, but they didn't want to mess with me either. Words. Same. Because <laughs> they... No, but some... These are the words of people from my school. They'd say, I don't want to mess with you because I don't want your cousins coming after me. I don't want your uncles coming to stab me up. I don't... First of all, do you know who I am? Have you met my auntie, sister, brother, cousin, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, majority of them don't even live in this country. So why have you got that mindset? Where did you get that mindset from? Mm, Like, if you know me, you know I would never hurt anyone. And my family are like that too. So 
don't come to me saying all these things like oh your cousin's gonna stab him up and can you get your cousin to stab him up for me and do this and like jump him because no like that's, that's not the, who that's we are not it. i yeah. refuse to fall into that category that stereotype um and that's all i wanted to say really because i felt like people put me on a pedestal and they wanted me as their friend because mm. i was mixed race because i had black in me um that's and that's yeah it's not it's just not right so like mine was similar so my when i had issues at school because i, d- I didn't really go to my parents about those kind of issues like it just yeah i just didn't i'm not even gonna explain myself because i didn't need to <laughs> So I would, my older cousins, I would speak to them about things. Yeah. And um, it's sort of like, I guess in some ways it did work out. Like they didn't, they never like just hopped on a train, come down. <laughs> it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that. But I would talk to my cousins about things and I would get this advice. I can't lie, guys, come on. You knew that you was on the madness and you was encouraging me to do these things. <laughs> but, um... In some ways, people so people would be like, "Oh, what is your it is?" I'm not gonna say my cousin. Well, he might be be vexed with me if I say his name. They'd be like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not trying to get beat. So they'd be like, "Oh, is 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 your cousin gonna come down? Is is he gonna do this? What have you been saying to your cousin?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, you know, you don't know how. Mm. So like, it's a similar thing, but like, I would. I did have that involvement with my cousins, but it wasn't in a sense that they were coming down to mash everybody up. Yeah, they could have. But yeah, I, I never made that, you know? Yeah, no. But you know what I'm saying is that no one knew me like that well enough exactly. to bring my family into oh, it. amen. And the fact that their first response, their first thought was that, yeah. like, they came to me and, like, I felt like, oh, this is a privilege. Like, people trust me. Like, they want me to sort out their business because they know I'm going to get it sorted, all of that. But then I think about it now. I think about it more deeply. And, it, like, it was to do with my race. Yeah. Like, I don't... Where do people um, get this mindset from? It's the ignorance, though. And I. this is where, like, I say it comes with parents as well. Because it doesn't... Kids don't just fathom, like, make up these ideas. Yeah. They've heard it somewhere. Yeah. Like, they're not... It's. I've, I mean, kids watch the news. Yeah. Some do. Yeah. But it's high... Those comments, the racements, they're not really... I mean, come on, we know that news can be problematic and racist. <laughs> Let's can. be real, we know it can. But you're not hearing those, like, damn right, disgusting comments on TV. They're coming from your parents' mouths. Yeah. Or, like, you're seeing them. The thing is, you'll see them on social media. You see them, like, oh, this is why I hate Facebook mums. Like, they love to, <laughs> like, Twitter thing. When everyone's got Twitter fingers, Facebook. Like, when you When you're chat. getting, yeah, that's the word. They love to chat. So your kids are hearing it, they're picking up on it. Like, if they're old enough to be having social media, they're seeing the comments that people are putting out. It doesn't just come from nowhere. So that's why I think it is a parental responsibility. Like, you need to be careful what you say. Yeah, that is so true. And, like, parents need to be, like, woke and aware. Like, I was watching this documentary. It's on Channel 4. It's called The Great British School Swap. And at one... So, basically... I don't know if you've seen it, but um, kids from what area i just know they went to a school in tamworth so there was a lot of like asian um there was lots of muslims lots of people from like eastern descent and a few yeah. black girls um there was was there black there was a black i remember there was a black boy and they mixed with this um school from like a heavily white area 
So the kids I like spoke about what stereotypes and perceptions they had. Um, and all the teachers were really involved about how they weren't letting the kids like play to stereotypes. So then on the same like the episode after it was like three parts, I think the parent, all the parents were then interviewed and um, basically one of the mother, you might have seen the clip on Instagram. It's about <laughs> the one whose mum was like, is this lettuce halal? I don't know if you've seen it. I'll share it, I'll share it to you. That. But she's yeah, like, is, yeah. this le- is this lettuce halal? I'm like, I just remember watching that, like, are you, are you, are you for real? But, um, all these parents were, like, saying things about, Mm -hmm. like, their perception of these people, people they haven't met. That's rude, And I just saw, exactly, and all these stereotypes are like, oh, they're dangerous, they're weird, they smell like curry, things like that. I'm like, no, no, sorry. See, that's where it comes from. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, Mm. people just need to not add their two pence worth, that's it. That's what I'm saying. And talking about like problematic news and all of that, something that I feel like is quite important to highlight. Mm. Like when Aaliyah told me she was doing this episode, the oh, one of the I said to you, Kiana hopped on it. <laughs> oh, I hopped on it, man. I was gassed, right? Um, one of the first things I thought of was you may or may not have heard about it, is the Stormzy scholarship. If you haven't heard about it, where have you been? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, all I'm saying is do your own research about it because I ain't about to like throw a load of facts at you. I'm just gonna you know, keep She's going to give us a little overview. That's what I'm saying. So Keep it quick. In August 2018, Stormzy announced that he was funding a new scholarship for black students at Cambridge. And he said, basically, he'd personally pay their tuition fees and their living costs um, for four Cambridge students in an effort to encourage more black students to apply. Mm. Um, now, of course, believe it or not, uh, surprise, surprise, he received a load of backlash. You're lying. <laughs> nah, I didn't see it coming, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, and critiques labelled him as racist because only those of black heritage were eligible for this funding. Now, I don't know. Imagine you're scrolling through Twitter and you see, like, Stormzy's <laughs> announced this scholarship. And, and you look into you'd be it. so gassed. And, like, if you're thinking about it, I'd be like, yeah, I want to get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You look into it and then you find out that it's only for those of a black heritage. I mean, don't know about you, Aaliyah. How, how would you feel about that person? Well, me, I'm not bothered. I qualify, innit? That's what I'm saying! <laughs> but no. even if I didn't, even if I did even if it wasn't me, um, even if I didn't qualify, then I think that... I don't know. How would I feel? I think I'd be like... The thing is, I'm not white, so I can't... I'm not not a person of colour, so I, it's kind yeah. of hard. But I think, hopefully, I would be understand enough to be like, I'd probably have, like, white privilege is a thing. So, mm. like, it's highly likely that I've been able to get into positions where it's not that hard for me. Yeah. So, I personally, I'd be like, okay, I've just still got to do my own thing. But that's my mentality. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a do-it-myself kind of girl anyway, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it's just interesting, because obviously I wanted to see what your say on it was, because mm. I... I know I'm bringing it up, but I don't really have much of an opinion. Mm. Um, let, let me get this straight. Like, what he did, you know, was mm. amazing. That came from a place like, of kindness and yeah. Stormzy himself. He's a very educated man. When he you look is. at him, he's not just a, oh, education ain't for me, so rap is kind of boy. Yeah. Like, he, he's woke, you know. And he really is. He, you, he's got this platform. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> He's got this platform and he used it 
to yeah, encourage, to, to uplift and to elevate the black community. Now, the fact that people have now turned around and mm. labelled him as racist for doing something good, that's what I'm shocked about. Let me hit you with some facts then. Okay, so this report, this is between, this was published in 2018. So it was actually around the time of Stormzy's announcement. So between 2013 and 2017, the BBC did um, a study and it's about the ethnicities of students at Russell Group University. So any of the people that don't know what that is, they're like top, top universities. So like Oxford, Cambridge, places like that. So the percentage of white students, like white, of students from white background, sorry, um, that are admitted, what do you think before I say it? To this university. Oh, yeah. So Russell Group. So out of 100%, what percentage do you think of the students are, are white? I'm just going to go straight in with, like, 90%. You're close. It's less. So, 75% of all students okay. at Russell Group Universities are white. The next biggest percentage, so it's just under 15... Is it, yeah, just under 15% are Asian. Just under 10% are other. And are you ready for this? What's the big shocking number? Here right. go, everyone. Less than 5%. So, it's, it's about 4%. Of students at Russell Group Universities are black and are from black descent. I ain't even shocked no more. Don't yeah, shock me. Yeah, I don't. Ugh. Like, I don't buy my list or nothing no more. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just. I just can't. I still can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stormzy actually addressed these issues in his top five single, Crown. I'm a spit some butts here, you know. Oh, you know what? <laughs> If you guys have listened to Heavy as the Head album, I remember it came out. I mean, I said, oh, wow. I said, wow. That's why I love Stormzy so much. Like, him as a. I respect him as a man and as an artist himself. No, he's. I just think he's actually a G. I think he's actually That's what a G. I'm like, saying, if I. Like, I'm not like. Oh, I don't put celebrities on a pedestal like no. that. Or I, I don't worship nobody like that. No. But when. Like, I see people that do, like, amazing things and I'm like, wow. That's yeah. like I'm like I'm impressed. Let me I am I'm impressed. like he's using his platform to create awareness. Exactly, and that's what a lot more people c- can be doing. Yeah. Um. But you know, you do you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's what I say. You do you. You know, Stormzy was like <clears throat> in, in his uh, in his song. <laughs> I thought she's actually gonna start rapping. Do you think you can rap it? I'm only gonna do a bit. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna. You know. It's like, not gonna bang like that. Okay, that's fair enough. It's like. Done a scholarship for the kids. They say it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's dying. not anti white. It's pro black. Now, the, yeah, that didn't bang at all. No, did it, it? I got like I can't I lie. It didn't bang like that. It I was all, it was just all right. <laughs> oh, I can't say it was fire in the booth I like Charlie Sloth. It wasn't gonna be we'll guessing get there, like we'll that. Get we'll get there. Get there. Well, Go on, say it again though, like for those that didn't understand the rap. <laughs> Alright, you know what? Right, he said I've done a scholarship for the kids. They say it's racist. That's not anti white. It's pro black. Amen to that, because elevating a certain minority group mm. does not mean neglecting another oh, group. Yeah. See, oh. And that's what pe- people were completely missing the point. First of all, mm. he's only offering this to four Cambridge black students. Is it every black student at Cambridge? No. Exactly. Um, and last time I checked, hun, <laughs> it's his money. He can do whatever the hell he likes with his money. Word. Okay. Um, Just remember that, y'all. <laughs> now, do you know what? I'm about to... I ain't going to throw like, loads of statistics again at you, but... That's my job, isn't it? 
in 2015, only 15 black men were admitted to Cambridge University. So I did a bit of maths here. I ain't good at maths, but I still did that she for you guys, you know. Um, that only makes up 0.3% of the total students admitted altogether in 2015. Really? Wow. Now, could we just, like, think about that for a second? Let me try and work that out, what that is in big numbers. Yeah, please What was do. it? So, so fifth, was it 15? 15 or? black men were oh, admitted not, to Cambridge University. 0.3%. 0.3%. Right, let me work that out. Which Keep means, talking. like, what is it, like, 99% were, like, obviously others. Oh, wait. Um, bear in mind, this doesn't include black uh, women. This is only black men mm. and Cambridge University. But it's still such a shock, you know, a university like that, it, I just, I, I don't, what is going on, guys? Like, I don't understand. Um, but while you do the maths, I'll just... I'm nearly there, I think. <laughs> I'll share with you what... So, in total, I think with. it's about 5,000 people in total were admitted, so, five, so they're 15 out of 5,000. Just think about that we're for black. a second. Black men. Yeah. That, I don't know, I just have no words once again, you know. Not shocked though. Listen though, nothing nothing surprises me these days. It's, it's nothing not even new. baffles me. It's not new. But yeah, no, Stormzy said um, it's so important for black students, especially, to be aware that it can 100% be an option to attend a university of this calibre. Mm. Is that right? Calibre? Yeah, that is how you say it. We're a minority, the playing ground isn't level for us, and it's vital that all potential students are given the same opportunity. And you know what? Amen to that, Stormzy. I completely, 100% agree, agree with him that the academic playing field is it's not, not level, level for black people and white people. All people, just people of colour, though. The playing field, as you said, academically, is not level at all because people, if you're of a minority, say, for example, um, who can we take? Say the black South London boy that his, say, come, let's just use a stereotypical boy. Yeah. Not that I like stereotypes these days, but nah. hey. So, single parent family, goes to school, like, works hard, really works hard. It's highly unlikely that... He might go to uni, he might try and do well for himself, but it's highly unlikely that that's going to be um, a realistic goal for him, just because, like, from a financial background. Yeah. However, say take an English boy that might likely to be more of a um a reality maybe because like his parents could support him in that or like there's maybe there's other funds and I know there is funding like come on everybody knows mm. student loans are a thing and lots of people qualify let's like let's not pretend that's not a thing but when it comes to opportunities and just being able to take things a bit further it's not the same for everyone which is where like things like white privilege comes into play but I think it's such a nice thing because if if you're really struggling from a financial like background and maybe you just maybe you're the first in your family to even be able to consider going to university yeah, it's a huge thing it's a it's a massive thing and especially like say for example in african culture everyone you go up you grow up go through school and you go to uni like that's yeah. very normal and i know it's quite yeah. the same in a lot of cultures so if that's like out of sight for you and then suddenly it could be possible that you could be like go and have an opportunity like that to further your education then and then have all these people like oh well you're racist blah 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 but 
you've got to think of what the reality is and break it down and look at the bigger picture because ultimately it's highly likely the majority of the people that had things to say about it and had negative comments yeah. were people that were like benefiting from the system and like talking about the system like the people who were criticizing Stormzy failed to mention that actually there was already like a bursary system in place mm. for people at Cambridge University um what is it like people with household incomes below a certain wage um they obviously received funding but to our surprise once again it was mainly the you know the white communities benefiting from this mm. which like, why is Stormzy being called into question? But then, you know, it's pretty obvious that he was doing a good thing to help, yeah. you know, black students. Yeah, people of a minority to be able to have an opportunity. This is where yeah. the whole I'm not anti-white, I'm pro-black thing comes in. Like, I was having this discussion with, again, Molly and Julia yesterday. <laughs> because we were saying that, like, it's very easy for things like these to be misconstrued. And especially people that aren't of those minority communities, they see it in a different way because they're like, oh, you're segregating. Oh, you're not keeping a universal view. But actually, that's not the case. It's actually realising that these are realistic things yeah. that are going on in today's world. We're not talking about 50 years ago. We're not talking about 100 years ago when racism was more prevalent. We are talking about now when racism is still prevalent. 2020. Exactly. Big 2020 and people aren't fixing up. <laughs> Pattern up, do better. Yeah, exactly. Pattern up, do better. So, like, it is very easy to misconstrue those things, but... People will... People, there will always be people that will be upset. There will always be people that will always, be offended. Like, you, that's just... I just think it comes... It's a part of life, but, like, this... No, I'm sorry, but this side of times, everyone loves to be offended by everything. Yeah. But I just think it's important to have this discussion and take away, like, the actual facts of the discussion and take away the reality. Because being anti-white, that's racist, but being pro-black isn't. Yeah. And I think that's where the like the saying can be misconstrued and the attitude can be misconstrued, like I was saying to the girls yesterday. It's very easy for people to think, oh, no, but you're choosing black people over white people. I'm like, no, because that's not necessarily the case. But being pro-black is... You're advocating equality and equal opportunities for everyone when you're thinking of today's world and the way people have these attitudes about black people about not just black people people of color people of um middle eastern descent they have there is this negative stereotype and a negative attitude and there are negatives for both sides negative attitudes oh, around on both sides but obviously be. um there are more negative attitudes when it comes to people of color there's yeah. just it's just not fair, is what I'm saying. There's no justice within it. Like, nothing in life is fair. I know, but we need to start, like, thinking about what we can do to, like... I don't, these Obviously, these issues need to be spoken about. Yeah. The more we speak, the more, you know, people are going to mm. be forced to make the changes. Yeah. But it's just... First, I just feel like it's down to creating awareness and recognising yeah. the real-life issues. Because you can't address an issue if mm. you're not aware of it or you don't understand yeah. it. But I just feel like, going back to the whole Stormzy scholarship, like, this man was trying to do a good thing and it yeah. got switched around on him, like, pretty fast. Um, mm. And it's pretty sad, really. So, like, I do think media perceptions are important. Like, I will go on to do an episode about that because, like, Stormzy is a very, very successful man. And he, 
he is like top of his fields like he's up there top of his class and he is someone that younger kids not even just black children mm. black not even not just a black comedian can look to for everyone everyone where he's come from and what he's accomplished that's an example to everyone because as i said he wasn't just one of those oh education isn't for me so rap is yeah people if you're thinking like that pan up because it ain't for everyone yeah <laughs> these mumble mumble rappers i'm not for it i ain't for it anymore. so i think it, he's a good example and the fact that he was creating those opportunities and like he put he did um he held education and its importance because like knowledge is power yeah knowledge is power let me just put it that way and that's when you have that knowledge then you can have the power to act on things and you can make changes change your attitude encourage other people to change that attitude because i think when we talk about changing like making change in the world we think mm. it's a we have to do a massive thing spend big money but you don't it's you don't not have like to. that and i think it's also about like being heard and mm. getting people's attention so that you know they'll listen because at the end of the day i'm pretty sure stormzy um knew he was going to receive yeah, he like knew. he was going to be Obviously. criticized for what he was about to do but he still went ahead and did it anyway mm. um and yeah i think like the sight of like a grime mc like rapper from ends mm. like even just gaining enough recognition to be able to initiate mm. this scholarship i think that is such an achievement mm. and it's like a victory of age-old black resilience you know the idea that you know, people can try and put barriers around you, but there's mm. always going to be a way to break out of them barriers. Mm. And, you know, it's just basically... Basically, for everyone out there who's, like, trying and keep trying, because there is a way out of it, and you will eventually mm. gain the support you need. True. I think that's that's a good... I love this word. It's a good segue into um, the end of that girl's experience. So this is the... Um, girl that's half caribbean half Ara- syrian sorry i always say iranian but she's not she's syrian so this is how she's doing now she says i'm doing a lot better now but the racial abuse i experience will likely continue to affect and stay with me for life although i've been out of, of school she, i'm homeschooled for nearly two years it's only been in the past year i actually told my parents how bad it really was none of my friends know about it i hope i'll be able to talk about it freely one day I feel as it was an awful and cruel way of making me stronger. I'm so proud to be a woman of colour and to be from the Caribbean and Middle East. I feel as though I can now stand up for myself in a way I wouldn't have been able to before. So many people think racism isn't a thing anymore, but they couldn't be more wrong. No one should have to be made to feel this way or go for it alone. People shouldn't be judged by their colour, but who they are on the inside. We're all the same and we need to be treated the same. You know what, baby girl, like, talking... I have so much respect for you and admiration. You went through all of that, and you felt... still got this positive attitude. That's what I'm saying. Give me chills. I actually have chills right now. You came out of it better. Like, yeah, you went through pain, and you went through hurt. And it made us stronger. Made you stronger. And at the end of the day, the fact Mm. that you're now allowing us to benefit from your experience yeah. like hats off to you thank you for yeah. that because there are people that are going to listen and be like oh i felt like that i'm like this and to, you know what it shouldn't have to be go to that extent mm-hmm. but like it ha- it does happen and i'm not condoning it or belittling her experience at all because no. she shouldn't have had to experience that Never. but at the same time it's 
I know she's leveled up. That's all I can say. She actually has leveled up and her personality. I love to see bomb. it. I love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah. And just something like a quick point I wanted to bring out, of course. Uh you guys may have heard of like Dave, uh, yeah. his song Black. Uh, love the song. If you don't understand anything we're talking about in this podcast, Go then listen to that. <laughs> please listen to his song called Black. Um it just, it's, it just, oh, let me point out that one's not for the weak minded. Let me just put it not. that way. It's, that one's not for the weak minded or I've the easily cried. offended. I've cried real tears, and if you know me, you know I'm not a sensitive you, or emotional person at all. Like, I hardly cry, but that song hit mm, differently. It does. Because of how raw and how real and, and it, yeah, genuine it's it was. So, so realistic. And in fact, you don't. I would like for those of you that can take, listen to it, listen to it. But if you can't, just read the words. So the lyrics are so powerful. And actually, mm. like, take the time to reflect on the lyrics and mm. the whole message and concept behind what Dave was trying to say. Like, that song just, oh. It, yeah, you know. Oh, oh man, ooh. it gives me chills. Like, it really does. It's, but, yeah, it does tell a story. And something Dave said about it, he said, um, that track is my experience. Me being South London, black, Nigerian, that's what I'm mainly basing it on. It's a good representation of what I associate with and everything that I think. But I don't think it's universal for the whole black experience because there's too many different races and dynamics within the race of black. So I feel like what he's saying there is that he feels like society lumps all black people into like one category, Mm. lumps them all together. And he wonders how carefully people are actually looking like... Uh, I just I can go I could talk about this all day because that mm-hmm. song in itself has so many deep things. It's just such a deep song. Yeah. Um, and it gets to me. But something that relates back to like what Stormzy said, the quote I read out earlier, the lyrics in Dave's song, he said, "It's working twice as hard as the people you know you're better than because you need to do double what they do so you can level them." Mm. I do think it's like what Dave said. He. Like, we and Kiana, we're two people. We can't change the world in a massive, massive way. But it is about having this conversations like this and raising awareness. Because people... I think people don't like to talk about it, which is why some people like to get upset. Which, okay, that's how you're emotionally responding. But it isn't something that we can be ignorant about. And I think, like um, Dave said... Like, what was the lyric again? Read it out. It was like... Um, working twice as hard as the people you know you're better than because you need to do double what they do so you can can level level them them. I agree with that like a lot more awareness is being created about like the fact that there's not enough opportunities for people of Mm. colour but you know people are now implementing you know their plans and finding ways around this to make sure that that playing field is becoming level and like you said like we can we can we can't ever change the world as an individual, even as like communities, but we can change people's perception of the world we're living yeah, in. And make people more aware. Yeah. More people need to be woke. That's why the words around people. Woke. You love Super, that word. I actually do. I didn't used woke. to like it, but now that I have a full understanding of what it means. Yeah. Like people have woken up. People have woken up. That's the point. So. Do you know why they've woken up though? It's because we're making noise. Yeah, true. And that's why I think it's so important to, like, podcasts like this, to talk about the real-life issues, to to discuss it, to understand, you know, other people's stories and backgrounds and cultures and do your research. That's Mm. all I'm saying. And even in, like, your social groups, I think it is important to have these kinds of conversations because 
then you can understand where everybody stands, like, with your friends, with family, with people that you know you can have these discussions with, because these discussions are not for everyone. <laughs> Let's be real, they're not for everyone. Everyone has their own story, they have their own yeah. opinions, and of course we're encouraging all of you to, like, come forward and let us know, like, yeah. your opinions on everything we've said. If you feel like we've offended anyone at all, then let us know, because we're just trying to do better right, as well. Exactly, yeah. Um... And if you think there's something that we could have added, could have left out, explained, like, it's better for us to understand how you feel and how everyone's responding because then, you know, it makes it better for everybody. But yeah, carry yeah. on with your saying, girl. Well, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to finish off, when it comes to opportunities, there is this company I was looking at a couple of weeks ago. It's called Creative Access and is actually specifically for people of colour. That's not just black people, okay? Let me just stress that because I me, mean, I know I'm black, so I talk about the black experience, but <laughs> I'm not just here talking about black people. I'm talking about ethnic minorities. So whether that's Asian, Middle Eastern, Latin. African, Latin, yeah. It is it's for people of like colour getting into like the creative industry, so things like journalism, fashion, modeling, like the creative industry, it's very broad. So like more of it's like, we need to understand that although we are having this conversation, there are positives coming about from it. There are more opportunities for people. Things are being done. And I don't think people are sleeping on it as much as they were before. Yeah, I agree with you there, 100%. Yeah. That's it from us, guys. Thank you very much for coming. Do you know what? Like, the ama- I just... This has been amazing. I feel privileged and honoured to be on this podcast, you know, and to talk about something so, like, that affects everybody mm. in a way, mm. whether or not you see it, it does. But, yeah, mm. we've it's been real, innit? Just yeah, said it, it how real. it is. We said That's it right, straight. we're just saying it straight. Just saying it straight. You've got, um, a, little, you've got a little motto to say. That's right, just want to say it straight. I mean, I like straight talking people. And I think, as well, guys, this podcast is called Just Say It Straight because I'm not here to... You didn't I'm, come I'm to not, play. Yeah, I didn't come to play. I didn't come to preach. I'm not trying to long nothing out. I'm literally saying it how it is. We're talking about things because everyone is going to have their interpretation of what I say, of what happens of events. I can only talk for me or the people that I'm getting experiences from or Kiana, my co host. So, you know what I've gone, you know what I've gone, B. So, I know what's happening. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying, guys. Like, let us know. Like, as we literally just said, let us know whether it's Twitter. You can email in, just say it straight podcast at gmail.com. Slide in the DMs on Insta, just say it straight podcast. Or, I mean, even if you might want to add on the Snapchat, it's say it underscore straight. Twitter is underscore say it straight. Just, like, get at me because I like to... Like, I like to know how everyone's, like, mm. interpreted it and responding to it. But it is, at the end of the day, it is all about communication. Yeah, this yeah. Is not it's not a negative. Yeah. It's shedding light on what's happening in the world mm. and thinking about what we can do as individuals and as a group mm. of people to make it better. Yeah, make it better to become more aware. So we can, re- like, respond because it... If these things are affecting, like, the whole point of this episode was because this is a reality for in schools, not even just schools, like, in the workplace. Um, Like, in life, it's not uncommon. Like, racial abuse is a very, very big thing. And I think 
you can be subject to indirects and not realizing it's happening but it is yeah. which is why i think like this episode was really important for me because having been through that and having seen like the shift in myself coming through school receiving comments like that and even you know what even like two weeks ago i got like i was still receiving comments like it's not uncommon and i can't sit here and say that you go for it once and it's going to disappear like that's it that's your that's Uh, you done because that isn't the case we know that like be realistic that's the whole point we're having this discussion because it's a reality no like i just hope that we've helped you know even just one person Mm. understand the challenges you know that come along with like the racial social and like educational you know issues so how would you sum up this episode how would i sum it up i'd say everyone's response what do you mean how would I sum so for I'll go first then so for me just saying it straight about this episode one thing I'm taking away I say it's more than one thing racism isn't a coming of age thing be aware of the energy and the attitudes that you put out especially around young minds oh yeah 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 if you're going through racial abuse whether it's indirect or not please talk about it it's not something that you should have to suffer through alone or internalize because when you internalize it it starts to erode at other points like you start to question your self-worth your for some girls even for maybe girls or boys like or the way you look so i think it's important to not don't keep it quiet because that's the whole reason like you can always my dms are open well maybe i shouldn't say that one too loud (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the dms open you can always always email and the thing is if i read an experience i'm not it's i can i can keep you anonymous it's fine not everyone mm. wants to have their name said so yeah. i'll keep i'll keep people anonymous unless they want like they outrightly say yeah, yeah. that's good you know i think the one thing i'm taking away from this if i'm gonna say it straight is that there is going to be a way out mm. like a lot of the times when you're in Uh, difficult situations or you are like directly or indirectly experiencing Mm. racism of any kind of form you feel like you're on your own you feel like you have to battle against it and like from my own experience people will try to silence you Mm. but it will get to a point where you can no longer be silenced and it's Mm. okay to feel like that feel like that um you know like Aaliyah said my dms are open you know my snap if you ever want to talk about your experiences Mm -hmm. just to get it off your chest you can i'm always going to be there to listen um Mm -hmm. i can't always offer advice but it ain't ain't always about psychologist yeah i ain't no psychologist um but I charge yeah. sixty pound hour for therapy. <laughs> no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm uh, lying. I'm lying. Nah, but you know, we we can work through it. Yeah, uh, together. Yeah, I think that's as well. Like togetherness, it is important to have that unity. Having discussions like this, it helps everyone to be on the same page. So keep it, keep it together. Don't, because I think when you start to um, try and work on things maybe alone there might be negative attitudes based on your experience which are okay because no one's gonna go through your horrible stuff and be like jumping for joy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, it's not realistic so it like it's okay but then i think maybe have those discussions with people if we're like people of color and people that aren't of color what do you say do you say non-people of color because they're not non-people, are they? I, I just say white people. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to people of categorize. Black but, yeah. 
Yeah. That's I, actually, I think I say majority backgrounds. I think I say that. No, that's not even normal. I don't know. I mean, it's normal, but it's not right. Well, <laughs> what do you right. guys think? Like, do you think it's okay to kind of group people together to say, like, black people, white mm. people? Because it depends what I'm talking about, what context. Mm. Sometimes yeah. I will say that, and throughout this podcast, I've found myself saying that a lot, yeah. falling into that kind of habit. But uh, do you got? does anyone feel genuinely yeah, offended by, by that kind of term? Well, does anyone advocate it? Yeah. Do you condone it or do you condemn it? How That's do you what I'm feel? Saying. Tell us. Hop in the DMs, you know. Yeah, hop in the DMs. Hop in the Twitter. For a professional discussion only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't come to play. Don't yeah. come to play. So that's it from us. Thank you very much, Kiana, for coming. I've had a good time. Thank you so much. I hope this isn't the last you guys will hear from me. Guys, it's not. Let me tell better you. Better get used to it. You yeah, better get used to my voice. Girl. <laughs> She's a real one. She's a real one. Kiana, where can they find you? <laughs> Ah, uh, me. You can find me chilling, you know. Now, nah, my Instagram. <laughs> my Instagram. What is my Instagram? Kiana D. B. Or you can add the Where snap. do you actually want them to find you? I don't know, you know. I really don't. No, no, no. Seriously, like, Instagram. Hit me up in the DMs. Yeah. But I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Mm. And just to receive the feedback. And so you can find us on... You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Anchor.fm, Stitcher. Where else? You can listen, you can find me nearly on every podcast platform. The link is in my Instagram bio, it's in the Twitter bio. Most of the, it's off oh, SoundCloud. How can I forget SoundCloud? I'm on SoundCloud too. Just say it straight podcast, don't forget. Make sure to follow the Instagram, turn on post notifications, get Twitter happy because I, mean, I love a bit of interaction on Twitter. So. <laughs> like tweet me your opinions how you feel it doesn't even if it's negative I, I'm not bothered, like let me know because I can't um, I, can't I, I can't prove I can't respond to it if I don't know it and I like to hear things directly let me say that much straight